W240EC Albany, Fox Sports 980 and 95.9 FM. probably on your way home maybe leaving a little early today because of the memorial day weekend you've got cool bosses um i really don't know who my boss is but they suck because here we are um <laughs> i know tommy corporate is a shill and he sold out and so we're here so we're here but we're here and i'm happy to be here because you're here with us obviously the biggest story in the mets 10-1 over the cubs pete alonzo league leading 19th home run I mean, those Metropolitans turning it around, big fashion, polar bear, 19 home runs in this young season. Very amazing. We like the Mets fans. We like the Mets. We give the Mets coverage. But I'm just going to feel like you just kind of like a burger or a glizzy that's being made this Memorial Day weekend. Dude, I feel stop like- with the glizzy crap, okay? They're, they're, they're freaking hot dogs, okay? And by the way, everyone who thinks it's a cute thing to reference glizzies to me, that's when Antonio Brown called me fat, okay? So when you reference a glizzy to me, you piss me off, all right? Hot dog! It's America! We don't talk about no glizzies! I was going to say it was layered with sarcasm, but now we've gone in a different direction with the glizzy comment. No glizzies! It's a glizzy-free environment, okay? Why, why do we have to change the name of the hot dog? Who was offended by hot dog? Is that what happened? Someone's feelings get hurt because we were eating hot dogs? dare you were you being sarcastic about the mets well, i mean i thought the 19 home runs was a pretty big story i didn't think it, i thought it was i mean I'm, clearly you don't care about the mets clearly you think the mets aren't important mets fan at tom goss t-o-m-g-o-z-z on twitter that's not what i said he said the mets are terrible he doesn't care about you at all that's what he just said i referenced memorial day barbecue food and then you started to yell at me about it well because you didn't you said a name of something that doesn't exist that only is referenced by people who don't want to say hot dog hot dog is that now banned from the show yeah the yeah. word itself yeah. the g word it's now banned from levac and goss we yeah. threatened to ban a caller the other day now the g word how well, you describe you're hot drunk, dogs you're drunk with power on the phone i mean that's that's you're drunk with power you you are and it's okay i like it i like that version of you i like angry goss it makes me happy but uh no yeah the, the, it's a hot dog okay everybody Let's stop. Let's stop with the glizzy thing, and then like, you know, Ken, Ken on Facebook, put a picture of my dude. Did you get a free glizzy with that? Ken, you just called me fat, okay? Ken, Ken, I've gone to war for you lately, and you called me fat. I don't want to talk about glizzies anymore, okay? All right, good. So we're not going to talk about glizzies. We're not going to talk about the Mets. That's what we've opened the show. Whoa, 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 whoa! Pete Alonso is leading the, the the majors in homers. Why don't you want to talk about the Mets, guys? What do you have against it, it Pete was Alonso? Ten to one. I mean, there's other things that are going on in the world of sports. The Mets, congrats to Pete Alonso. Having a great season. Yep. The Mets need to come back. Wonderful things don't involving call to come back. Involving the, the balloon orange. But I just don't feel like they're the biggest topic on this front. What would you prefer to start with, guys? Go ahead. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Tommy Corporate. Little sellout. I think your Yankees need a little bit of discussion today. I don't no? think, did they play yesterday? I they, didn't think they, they played. They did. They played against the Did the Bulls. offense play? I didn't think, I didn't think it did. Yeah, that, that's probably where I was actually a little concerned here. As much as I'd love to go crazy like I did during the Mohawk Chevrolet show yesterday, excited about the Baltimore Oriole victory and how the series was going, this one is all about the Yankee offense. It was fun to talk about the Orioles the last two days and what that win meant or what it could have been. The storylines have leaned more towards Baltimore than New York, not last night. 
Last night's a situation where Yankee fans like, hey, uh, what happened? What's going on? Baltimore's not known for pitching. Baltimore's not known for defense. That was just a lack of offense showing up against an Oriole team. Terrible, terrible game for Edwin Muscaso. Terrible game for Edwin Muscaso. Terrible game. And that's why Boone came out and let him know. Okay? You, you got you to gotta, you gotta figure out the strikes on there, Edwin, behind the plate. Huh? How about you do a little better job, Edwin? How about Clark Schmidt not have to throw 29 pitches to get out of the first inning because you don't know where the strike zone is? All right, Edwin? I'm with I'm 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 team Boone on this one, all right? Boone's army. Boone's farm, if you will. Um like Orioles won. Orioles won the series, two one. Good job. Way to go. Keeping the distance between you and the Yankees. Clark Schmidt is not a great pitcher. So when you force him to throw twenty nine pitches in the first inning where he probably would have been, you know, seventeen on the high side to get out of that inning, you change the you change the complexion of the game. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Boone getting kicked out. Like he leads the majors and getting kicked out as, as since he's since he's been a manager. What a great stat! Yeah, he's got what I think he's been kicked out thirty times for this season, and I love it. I love it. Maybe it's a Lou Pinella flashback for me. Sweet Lou, Billy Martin, the you know the the old school managers who just let you know. I remember Lou Pinella repeatedly as a child would. Like, we're playing this game under protest. And I look at my dad and I go, what's that mean? He goes, absolutely nothing. means nothing. It changes nothing. <laughs> um, I, I like Boone doing that. I, I would I would hazard a guess the Yankees come out a little inspired tonight because Boone did that last night. I think they like having their guy go to war for them. Odd question. I feel like that's Boone's best quality. I, I asked it yeah. like that because yeah. I feel like I'm undermining his baseball IQ and his adjustments, his pitching staffs and lineups and everything else. It feels like a very broad thing, but people who watch the Yankees, that is something concrete, I guess the way we can say that, that exactly what you just said there. Sparks something, shows passion, shows he cares about it, it's competitive. Those things we can see as media members and fans and Yankee supporters, whatever your connection is to the team, you can see that. It's a lot harder unless you've got the binder out in your punching sabermetrics and analytics of what each lineup adjustment and pitching decision is, especially over 162. That one we can see like, okay, that's a pretty cool thing Aaron Boone does. And remember, he's a TV guy. I know he played. I know he's hit the home run. But he came from TV most recently before his occupation was baseball manager. And a lot of times on the side of television, you have to be quiet and kind of chill a little bit and everything else. And that's not exactly... How Boone has been as a manager? No, I think I think to your point, the criticism the the biggest criticism of Boone since he's been the manager of the New York Yankees is we just don't know how much he's allowed to actually manage. You know, the, the analytics nerds are allegedly in charge of this team. They decide who goes, when goes, and where goes. Like so, you know, for a guy like Boone, it, it, and is that one hundred percent true? Who knows? But that's that's your mo now that's that's what people think you are that's your your reputation to be able to inspire your guys show your guys you have their back you i don't i don't recall ever hearing a guy say he didn't want to play for aaron boone like i think everybody wants to play for a guy like boone because you know if you're clark smith you know you you got robbed a little bit yesterday you, you you're not going to have there was a point where he looked like he was going to be one of the next big pitchers for the Yankees that has not come to fruition in any way, shape, or form. So 
when you've got an outing where you're, you know, you've got a good handle on your stuff, you can't be giving away strikes. You just can't, you can't, it just, it just won't work. It's, you didn't score any runs, so it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the three, well, okay, we would have won two, one instead of three, one, if, if, if whatever, but it, it's just one of those things. Like, I think, I think you kind of nailed it as far as if I'm looking at what Aaron Boone's obvious contribution to the New York Yankees is, I think it's, I think it's that. I think it's the fire. I think it's letting these guys know he believes in them. He supports them. He'll go to war for them. Um, I would love to know what his fines look like. They've got to be. Right. They've got to be decent. But those those things, when done right, they've been known to light fire. So, you know, does he do it too much? I guess would be the only other question. Does he? Is it? Is it one of those things where you start seeing the guys look around and go, oh, "Here goes Booney again." Like I haven't seen that yet. But that could be a thing. But right now, I, I love it. I love watching him go off. It's an endearing quality for Boone. In comparison to other New York managers and coaches over the last decade, there are some who could do it a little bit differently and be criticized for that. Like the ones that jump out to me who are intense but didn't connect with their team, Mickey Calloway on the Mets side and Joe Judge on the Giants side. Like, two very intense people who had different ways in which they handled the team. Joe Judge's at time came off like he was being a caricature. Like, I'm going to be Belichick, but also kind of not like Belichick. But the Judge thing felt like it wasn't authentic. Not authentic like Ben McAdoo. That's a whole different style. But players saw through the Judge and McAdoo stuff. Mickey Calloway, like, he had the intensity. But there were just so many moments you're like, does he want to be an actual manager? Because he's forgetting like basic things like bringing the lineup card out and who's on a pitch. That was intensity that didn't work. This is intensity that has still found success, not as much as the Yankee fans would want, but seems to always attract good attention to the Yankees and seems to be working at the clubhouse. I've never heard anyone complain about, you know, that Boone's loss is cool again. Is he the right, right. guy? I, I've never right. heard that criticism once. Well, and like I said, the only way I could see it being a real issue in that nature is it's just he does it so much, you're just like, oh, who cares? But again, he's doing it for the guys. It's not – I can't recall the last time like he was grumbling in the, in, the, in the dugout and they heard him and started talking to him and it wasn't about something that happened to his guys. So, like, it's, it's almost always you guys are terrible today, you know, Dial in, and you know you're. I got Clark Smith out here who's, who's dealing, and you're robbing him. I got four times, four times, and well, and it's like it's great too because I don't know what the way to defuse him is in that moment because like you see it where like other umps come in, start like crew chief comes in, they all everybody's coming in trying to calm him down, other players come in stuff, and there's just I don't know what Edwin could have said to stop it. Because you can see him go, stop, come on, stop, please stop, stop. All right, you're out. And then he goes. And now it's like, whatever. Then somebody else comes over, gets in the way. He walks right out. Hey, you get back on. I'm not done with you yet. And it's just four times. Like, it's impressive to me to watch him lose his cool. There's, I enjoy it. You know what? Impressive is the word because impressive to lose your cool. And also, you and I are leaning towards feeling the same way about it. It's one of his best qualities, if not his best quality. However, there are times where whatever you do for a living – you shouldn't always use your best quality constantly. Like, if you're a parent, you shouldn't always be the parent who yells and screams every single time because eventually the kids are going to be like, all right, I'm tuning out on that. Like, right, you're just constantly right. yelling. Uh, like, in comedy, right? There's people like 
Frank Caliendo just keeps coming to my mind here, but like, hey, his thing is the impressions. And you could fire him off. He fires him off a lot. But sometimes you're like, okay, you did eight impressions in eight minutes. Maybe we'll just like set up the joke at some point. Sometimes people overuse a quality that's their best. Boone is not overusing this. Because imagine you're 162 with that intensity. Like that, You can't do it. You just be like, okay, man, it's it's a Tuesday in July. I'm not even that stressed about what's going on. Can you pull it back a little bit? He's using his best qualities in spots, and that's an accomplishment. I know they lost, and we're giving him a yeah. lot of love today, but still, like that loss was more about, okay, you know the offense was bad. Kyle Gibson looked like Bob Gibson last night for Baltimore. <laughs> they lost the game. Other times in 2018, 2019, 2021, we'd come on here and people would rip Boone. It's not about that today. No. Um, it's weird because you do the, the comic comparison. And I was thinking like Lewis Black, because Lewis Black's bit is he's always angry. Like he just goes, he goes from like eight to twelve. Like he's never like if if ten is the most angry, one is the least. Like he starts at seven, lives around eight or nine in a show, and he gets up to like twelve to fifteen in anger. But the ninety percent of the time when you hear Boone speak publicly, it's very mellow. It's chill. It's you know everybody's everybody's judgy. You know Volpe B E. Like everybody's got an E under their name. <laughs> Everything's cool. And then when it, once one of his guys gets wronged, or as he perceives them to be wronged, boom, he's going. He's all in. Um, yeah, but your Orioles won. Good for you. Red Sox didn't lose. Good for you. In play. Good, good for you guys. Yankees are sitting seven back in the East. Orioles are only three back behind the Rays. You guys, you know, the Rays have won the last two nights. You've won the last two nights. Good for you. All good for you. Good for you, guys. Good for you, buddy. I feel like this segment, how it started, is again layered with sarcasm. Well, I'm a little upset with you. I mean, if we're being what? If I'm being completely transparent. Because yesterday, if you happen to hear the great show we did from Mohawk Chevrolet in Boston Spa, where they go out of their way to please you, I have proof of that in the parking lot. Scar Joe's out there right now. My Black Widow. I love it. I can't believe I've got it. They worked very hard with me to get me into that truck, and I'm very appreciative. Guys, I'm upset with you because during that show yesterday, you went on this like rant about how you expected Kyle Lowry to just go off. You thought he was going to have a great game. You were like, the Kyle Lowry's going to take over. It's going to be the Kyle Lowry show. You convinced me, Kyle Lowry, 30 minutes, five points. You know, you were like, Kyle Lowry is going to, he's going to, he's going to run this entire floor. And you, it's the Kyle Lowry of old, not old Kyle Lowry. You were just like, Lowry. You, like, called a local tattoo parlor and asked him to come and tattoo I love Kyle Lowry on your right buttock. I remember saying that. You were just like, Kyle Lowry, Lowry. Yeah. Oh, you were just going. It was crazy. So I, I dove in. I was like, yeah, let's go heat. And then Kyle Lowry was on the, on the like, you seen Kyle? No? Kyle? No? Nobody's seen Kyle. Back injuries are rough. You get a back injury. It's hard to walk and stand and move. I guess I underestimated the injury of Mr. Lowry. I was complaining the other day that I stepped on a dinosaur, and I thought I was injured. The best part of this is you took your own sweet time putting the podcast up, so people can't go hear that you're just like, Kyle Lowry could have a good game. And they actually believe <laughs> right. everything I'm saying. No! How dare you, digital world! Maybe next time you'll do your job faster, and people can hear that you weren't as wrong as I said you were. See, here's what it is. You set me up with, like, Goss is going to get this blind pick that Lowry, after the injury, is going to be fine and everything else. 
Yeah. Miami was not as good as they were the first three games of the series. No. You thought they were going to... It was a... You and I, before we even hit the air, we had the same take on this. Look, we're green on this Friday. It was an awful game. Yeah. Like, that was not a fun Game 5 Eastern Conference Finals from a fan perspective. Like, it's not back and forth. I know we had some friends. Andy Gelcher was there. I know he was enjoying the game. From- Mohawk Chevrolet's own. That's right. Like, I'm sure he felt it because the Boston crowd was into it, but it, it did not feel like a season on the line, historic, you're going to run back these highlights five years from now type of Eastern Conference Finals game. I want to say Andy is a Cavs fan, too. So, like, that's got to be – it's one of those, like, it's great to be at the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, at, at you know, Boston. But at the same time, like, you hate Boston and you don't really like the Heat. You probably hate the Heat more because somebody took his talents to South Beach on you. Like, but he, you know, look, he's – He's a stud out there. I saw him over the dealership today. He looks like he's complaining about being tired, but he looks better rested than me. So whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't foresee Butler playing that terrible again. If you're a Celtics fan, you probably love that game because you knew you had it. Like there was there was never really a point where I said to myself, like, okay, here come the heat. Like they they just got out they got out running, they got out moving. There is nobody in the Celtics starting lineup with a negative point differential. Like, usually somebody's got at least, like, whatever, but it's... No, they just... They were cohesive. They did what they wanted, how they wanted. It's It was it was not... It was not even close. Here's where I get mad at myself. Two games ago, I said, all right, Celtics win this game. They'll win the game in Boston, and then they'll lose game six in Miami. And then for some reason, I convinced myself, oh, you're giving them too much credit. Miami will win in Boston. Boston wasn't like dominant at home the way they've been in the past. And I went with it. And I'm like, just stay with what you actually believe in the first place. Jimmy Butler's going to come out in this next game and just go off in my, in my humble opinion. But now I've changed my mind so many freaking times. I've changed my prediction so many times. If nobody wants to believe me, that's fine. I'm with you. Miami's going to win the series. Miami's going to close out in six. Boston is not coming back down 3-0. What we are missing, though, about why they've won the last two games, 151-0, okay? That's the 3-0 series lead. Nobody's ever had it happen. We've got examples across sports that's happened, but it's never happened in the NBA. 3-1's the biggest comeback we've really ever seen because of that stat I just listed, and we saw that in the NBA Finals on one occasion with the Cavs and the Warriors. But if you said, okay, you get down three games to done in a series. What would be the most likely way for you to come back? What would need to happen? Okay, star players would need to be injured for the team you're playing against. Well, Hero's been injured. Lowry is injured. Jimmy Butler's been injured in the past, but he's playing. So there are injuries Miami's dealt with, but they've dealt with that for a few weeks. Okay, so impact players are hurt. Uh, you'd have to be like a, a poor team, like record-wise. Okay, Miami's the eighth seed. Those two things would help. You'd have to get some games at home. Okay, you got a game at home. You want that... Like, there are elements of how would you come back down 3-0 that have benefited Boston. Injuries, home games, a team not being good through the regular season. I feel like the comeback is in process. I'm not that confident they're going to do it. But things you needed to have happen have happened in favor of the Celtics. I think realistically, it just it comes down to Tatum and Brown outplaying Butler. Like, both of them both being better than Butler. I think if he's better than one of them, that there's enough. But 
it is one of those situations, too, when you look at it and you say, well, you know, Miami was the eight seed. They're not supposed to be here. Uh, Tyler Hero's hurt, and this one's hurt, and that one's hurt, and Butler's, you know, 75 years old, and you, Boston was supposed to barnstorm through them. Like, it, it is, if there was going to be a 3-0 deficit comeback, it's this matchup, right? Yes. Uh, all the elements of how it would happen brought the Warriors Cavs from way back when, years ago in the NBA Finals. That one, to me, 2016's the year, we're seven years removed I still can't believe the Cavs came back and won that series. Yeah. Like one of the greatest regular season, record-wise, the greatest regular season team of all time, greatest shooting team of all time. Cavs had Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, fantastic players. Yeah. I'm still stunned they came back and won that. I would be more shocked. <laughs> would I? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would be more shocked if Boston came back and won the series just because you needed one more game and it's never happened in league history. And because Boston at times in the series was getting smacked around. Yeah. At least Cleveland was mostly competitive in that series with the Warriors and eventually win the championship. But down 3-0, man, I don't if, believe it, though. If Jimmy Butler just comes out and takes over in game six, do you look at it and go, you sandbagging son of a gun? Yes. Like you, yes. you knew that you needed a couple nights to get right, and then you could take over in game six. Um, that's That's what I think happens we'll see what really happens what i know happens is if you go to usxpest.com you can schedule a free inspection that's right no cost to have it's i believe it's usually tim so tim larkin is, is the guy comes to your house does the inspection you had the inspection today oh i sure did levac i cannot wait to continue to talk about it throughout the day usx pest came to my spot we ran through the home i had a laundry list of questions for my wife we went through it with tim he could not have been more helpful. He's very knowledgeable. He knows exactly. You told, told you. me. I told you. You told me. He had everything from the basement to the attic to outside to inside. That's what you want. Professionals to know exactly what they're looking at when they're cleaning your home to make sure it's safe. We had that weird winter, by the way, right? Like not a lot of stuff froze. So we've got an odd summer on the way. So those pests and bugs that maybe you have never dealt with since you've been a homeowner or in your new home, you're going to be dealing with this summer. Yeah. USX Pest can help you. Fight against them, take them out, and make sure your home is safe and looking good for those summer months on the way. And the best part is Tim explains it in a way that you can understand it when you don't know half the stuff he knows. Uh, it all starts by going to usxpest.com, part of the Gagne family of brands. You know, you know the cat guarding. They have the non-chemical exclusion program, which I've had done to my house. It sounds like Gazi Bear is about to have it done to his cave. It's all. It, it's very, very cool. It starts with that simple click on usxpest.com. Calling all true crime podcast fans. Tune into Freeway Phantom and join a new investigation into the 50-year-old unsolved murders of six young black girls in Washington, D.C. Explore startling new evidence that could crack these cold cases wide open and bring as many questions as they do answers. We still care, and it still hurts. We just want to know what happened. Listen to Freeway Phantom on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you open your hopper, you don't fill it with just any hardwood pellets, right? You fill it with Kingsford 100% hardwood blend pellets. Made right here in the USA with North American ingredients and a 100% natural hardwood blend, Kingsford pellets can be used on any pellet grill and add delicious smoky flavor to any meal. Kingsford's the name you trust for the low and slow cooking you crave. So look for Kingsford 100% hardwood blend pellets. Kingsford.com. 
Generation Axe Throwing salutes the capital regions, small businesses, and the hardworking employees who make it all possible. The economic impact of these locally owned companies is dramatic. Support your small businesses. Generation Axe Throwing, a haven of happiness. Throwing axes at targets. Who knew it could be so much fun? Continuously voted the best axe throwing in Albany. 90 Fuller Road, Albany. 518-712-7070. Theaxeplace.com. Grind Time Training offers training programs for players of all skill levels who want to raise the level of their game. We allow young people to learn the game of basketball, boys and girls up until high school. You can come to the gym every day. Six coaches on staff, all with college-level experience. Offering group and private training, camps and clinics. Grind Time Training is at Vent Fitness in Latham and Gilderland. Call former professional basketball player Will Harris at 518-207-7942. Online at grindtimetraining.com. Check us out on Facebook. Hey, it's Goss here from the LeVac and Goss Show. Weekdays, 3 to 5, right here on 95.9 and 980 Fox Sports Radio. And we want you to join our team. If you're looking to take your sales career to the next level, the perfect place to do it is right here at iHeartMedia Albany, the largest media company in America. And right here in the Capital Region, you can connect with local businesses to help with their marketing for the future. And whether it's the Capital Region, New York State, or around the country, iHeartMedia helps you connect with over 850 radio stations. Whether that's local sales, digital sales, and more, iHeartMedia can help you expand your sales career. There's always something new going on. Whether here in the 518 you want to be at the biggest concerts, the most exciting local events, or maybe the can't-miss sporting events, joining the sales team at iHeartMedia Albany puts you in the front row. And just think, every day you can work with LeVac and I. Apply today to join the iHeartMedia sales team and the team here at Fox Sports 95.9 980 at iHeartMediaCareers.com. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's Levac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. I still get the question, when you were with the Albany Empire, why did you let Antonio Brown in? And, and you know, two things. First of all, I wasn't 100% up to me. Um, but most importantly, it was like, listen, we've tried so many things to get attention, to get to get people to come out and, you know, pack the house and do all the cool things. And none of it really worked. And you don't know, is it just because you're coming off of COVID? Is it whatever? Or, you know, is, is media so, uh, you know, fractured, if you will, now, the way people ingest it, that you – you just there isn't a, a cost effective way to just use it like you know some people watch tv but they watch cable oh no they watch streams they watch this they watch some people listen to radio but am where we are on 980 is is less people 959 on fm is sort of HD, what is it, 103.1-2. That's right. Great quality if you're listening to your car, if you're listening to our podcast audience, Apple and Spotify are kind of chopping up the yeah, pie a little the bit. the iHeart right? app. Like, there's there's so many different outlets. And 
I'll tell you honestly that Mike Quarta, the you know, the guy I work for, he sat down. We sat down with everyone. We sat down with Elevation Ten Thousand. We sat down with Ed Lewin Associates. We sat down with you know uh, Alan Green, who's amazing here at IR. And everyone said, "You guys did everything right." I don't know why you didn't get more attention. And then we, you know, through the internet, we meet Antonio Brown. If I hate 80% of what that guy's done since he's been here, I got to give him credit. He gets attention. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like you, more people are talking about the Albany Empire, and, and not, not all negative, a lot of negative, but not all negative, but more people are talking about the Albany Empire right now than they ever have before. I, I want to backpedal a little bit there because I think there is a percentage of this audience who what you just talked about there may not know something that's really important. And I, honestly, I don't even know if I know the answer to this. Because there are certain things you do in a profession, not just you, LeVac, but you listening right now as well, that the end goal, the success is the way you phrased it, might be different for everybody, right? Like, we'll just use you and I, for example, right? Like, our, in, in between radio, we did digital. We did non-traditional media. And people might look and say, like, okay, guys, do you think what you did previously was a success? You're doing something different now. But I look Obviously back. Obviously not, because we're here. I would, I, and there you go. I feel like you're joking, but I would say I would disagree because I feel like the reason we got here could be talked about for some of the stuff we've done in the past. I ask this question, like what would have been deemed successful for the Albany Empire in your tenure? Because some people just heard what you just said and said, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. They want two championships. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I guess I'm missing what LeVac well, is saying. So let's clarify that a little bit. Well, and, and that was, so as, as you can tell, and we've always said, we have a very close relationship with the ownership of the Orlando Predators. Uh, Nate Starling Jr., who was was a key part of bringing the Empire back, you know, is the majority owner down there. His goal from day one was to get the word out. Their budget went to getting the word out and packing the Amway Center. And they did. They get like 8,000 people a game. Mike Corda and everybody up here, Mike's, Mike's thing was, if we win, they'll come. So we put our budget towards coaching, equipment, players. Like that's what, and and it and it worked. You know, we won back to back championships. As Mike Mike, who is the owner of Techies Fire and Water Restoration and, and Techies Construction, has always said, "I don't need to make money with the Albany Empire. In a perfect world, it breaks even. As long as I don't lose a ton, we don't eat here. We eat." through tech east tech east is is the cash couch the it's the main trunk of, of the business model um but we needed to get to a point where we were putting at least let, let's say the target was five thousand people a game averaging five thousand paid admission per game that's where we needed to get so that we so that the losses would be manageable financially speaking um and that's you know, and again, Antonio Brown reached out, and and it was awesome, and it was a good, it was a good start the way everything started. He was going to be the guy who made that happen. Um, and again, as as we get into more of the negative stuff, I do I want to point out the guy knows how to get attention. Like it's it's it, you know, if you want to make the argument, he's like that little kid where good bad attention doesn't matter as long as I'm getting attention. I could hear that from you, but TMZ's doing articles on the Empire. You know, uh, Times Union is, is constantly there. We joked about it yesterday, but let's, let's be real. Local TV, I had to call guys to come out every week. Now they're just chasing you. They're there all the time. And it's not, and you're not winning. You're not winning. So winning clearly does not mean anything to those guys. So, like, again, I, I, to be fair, 
what the original plan was to get him here, not not off too far. Now we have I don't believe they've seen it in ticket sales yet. I guess we'll find out, you know, this this weekend because they're you know free tickets for for um, armed forces and and first responders, which I originally planned that for July, but whatever. Um, just well. A little upset, had a nice plan going with the the Waterfleet Arsenal, was very helpful, great people over there, really appreciate everything they did for that, and now it's it's a different plan, but again, so I I just want to give credit where it's due, though. The the attention is out there. It's not great attention, but it's out there. We've talked about fracturing, slicing, whatever way we want to view how things are consumed now in 2023, but what's frustrating, that's the only way I can do I know you're frustrated by everything that's going on, but me is... Somebody who's watched the product, moved here from a different area, trying to as a part well, you of my and I career. were there from day one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But- George Manius and that crew met up with us, and they went, "These are guys that we want to do stuff with." When they hired us to be on the field, they were in our studio twice a week. Like they knew that, and I, I found notes later where like like fine radio ambassadors, and our names are there. Like our, we're the top. Like we're the, the, these guys will work with us. They're they're an asset, and like. Part of me was like, I feel dirty. I thought we were just friends, but like, you know, <laughs> but like you know, it, so you, so yeah, so I can, you would have, you, you should have emotions about the empire. Yeah, and what's happening here? And Capital Region sports fans, I really want to hear from you. Whether it's social media, whether it's on the app, or the Elevation Ten Thousand phone lines at 518-690-0980. 518-690-0980. What do you want out of the empire? Because yeah. like, it's look, we could talk differently about. The Empire versus the Valley Cats versus UAlbany football and basketball. We talked to Coach Catuso yesterday. That's available on Apple and Spotify. Sienna. Like, this is what I'm finding out. And maybe you're getting a totally different vibe than I am. You, LeVac, you listening right now. I don't know what the Capital Region sports fan now wants out of the Empire. Like, it, like you just laid out all the AP stuff. Yeah. Are some people looking at that and be like, you know what? I know they want two championships back-to-back. But I got a chance to go viral on Instagram if AB takes a selfie with me. That's cool. Yeah. Like I want to see him. Pl- I'm I'm frustrated because I just watched two championship teams. You talked about attendance and ticket sales. You talked about George, but that team went away. And I know there's a right. huge part of that. But I honestly am struggling here on a Friday, 24 hours before kickoff, to tell you like what does a Capital Region sports fan want out of the future of the Albany Empire? Well, I think now I think I think the only way. I think the only way you now take this positive slash negative attention and, uh, you know, I hate to say monetize it, but that's part of it. Like, you, you you vote with your dollars, right? So if you really love the Empire and you don't want it to go anywhere, buy tickets. Like, and I, I'll be the last one to tell you not to buy tickets. I love that brand. I love it. You know, for a fact, I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody something that only guys and like one other person knows right now. I got somebody from the Empire reached out to me yesterday, asked me to come back and be on the field. And I was like, I just can't do it. I just can't. I, I love the Empire, but I just, I can't work with Tony. I just can't do it. Um, and I know that. And and it wouldn't be good because we would get into it. It uh, so, like not even meaning to. It's just we just are very different guys. I know that's hard to believe when you see us standing next to each other. Um, <laughs> but I think what you have to do now is is he has to do a few things. And and number one, he's got to start coming through on these promises. You know, when you say the word community 650 times in your first three, you know, interviews, and you do, he does, he goes to schools and he hands out tickets, he does those things, but now you've got to start being a positive part of the community. So you say you're going to play in this game, you're going to suit up, you're going to play. If he goes out and he runs one route like he did in that practice, okay, that's a negative check. 
because you you didn't make it sound like you were going to run one route. You made it sound like you were going to play. And, and and I think if if he plays a couple plays, five, if he plays five plays, that's huge. That's huge because those five plays, I this is how I envision it in my head. People are upset with him right now. No matter what he does on that first, when he runs out on the field for the first time, he's going to get booed. Now, let's say that first play is a five-yard catch. People are going to go, all right, okay, but boo. Er. Next play, he goes out. It's not even to him. The boos are going to quiet down a little bit more. Third time he goes out, he catches a touchdown. Every other time he goes on the field, he's going to get cheered. There's still going to be some people who are going to boo because they're mad, and I get that, but he's going to get cheered. Going out one time is, is a bad plan because you you're not going to win them over in one time out. And then on top of that, you got to, all these grandiose things you're saying are going to happen. they got to start happening. Cam Newton's got to show up now. If Cam Newton does not show up, I, and I don't even need him to play. He's got to come out for the coin toss. I know I, he says he's going to play. Some people need him to play. Cam Newton's got to be in the, in the MVP arena for a home game. Not as soon as this weekend. He won't be there this weekend. No. That's been said by a lot of people. But, like, these are the things. He can still turn this around this year because, obviously, nobody cares about wins and losses. We gave you a lot of wins. I got a, I got a shelf of rings. I got a stupid football that says I was executive of the year. Nobody cares about any of that. I care. That was cool. I know. It's kind of neat. You I, and it gives that. me something cool. to, to lord around the office uh, for Mike and everybody. <laughs> um, but, like, start coming through on your promises. Start making this entertaining for people, and they're going to come out. We talked about this, you and I, about something completely different, but I keep going. And now for something completely different. No, 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 no. It goes to this. The image of the... The bullfighter, right? The matador, I believe, is the term. There you go. Look right? You. And they say toro, which is Spanish for bull, and they Correct. have to sheet out, and toro, it's red. Toro. Right, and they pull it the out. And, right, right. I, I bring that up because I feel like at times the Capital Region sports fan has become the bull, where they get super excited about something. The Albany Empire, when they first came back, and touchdown Eddie Brown, and the sellout crowd, and you and I were on the turf. And then, because of reasons outside of that league's control and outside the Empire's control, it got pulled. It didn't yeah, happen. The 1819 team. Right. The next version of the Albany Empire, COVID. Like, COVID happened, and it was weird because it's It like, was easier to get people in the stands in the middle of COVID than it was the year after COVID. Just so, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, not to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, in, that statement alone is hard for me to figure out and comprehend because right. I, I can't wrap we my turning, brain around it. We were turning people away. With a five thousand person cap, last year we had no cap, no no nothing. Wear a mask if you wanted, and I think I think our biggest I think I want to say we sold I think we had an attendance of just over five thousand for the championship game, and I want to say like four thousand that was sold and some you know whatever else. And the frustrating part about it, and and not that because I mean I guess you could technically say things changed from COVID one to COVID two. But that's what's happened here over the last four years, especially three years with COVID, is that we, as Capital Region sports fans, have seen a lot of change. We've seen changes involving UAlbany basketball. We've seen changes involving the Empire. You've seen changes involving the Valley Cats and the Patroons. Sienna stayed consistent. But I wonder how much, if at all, that change has been like, okay, I expect this. Whoa, we're going to change it. And especially what you just said about Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like, if you're buying tickets to go see AB this Saturday and want to see something, and your expectations are, Toro, Toro, and they pull it out for me, <laughs> then you're like, I'm good. Like, I'm done. I've given this team a lot of chances. I've given, I don't want to keep grouping them in, but I, you see the theme that's going here. We've given X amount of teams X amount of opportunities. Maybe that's the answer. 
Maybe Capital Region sports fan just wants consistency. That if I'm going to go see a team in 2023, I know I'm going to see them or some version of that in 2024 and 2025. Some of those are beyond the circumstances of the franchise and everything else, but that seems to be what I'm picking up. Like, just tell me when I show up to the sporting event, I'm going to get football and I know what I'm going to watch. And that seems harder yeah. than it should be here. So this Fayetteville matchup is is a, is a good matchup. Because Fayetteville, Fayetteville is it's still an expansion team. They're doing well. Like they're they're growing, they're getting they're getting better faster. But they're a beatable team. If you go out there with a good game plan, you can beat Fayetteville. You you can. You should have beat West Texas. West Texas is is struggling. One of the reasons West Texas was able to beat you is you chased off Trayvon Shorts and Melvin Hollins, and they both had phenomenal games against you. This is a big game for that reason. Outside of the game, there is something that can be done that can win you the favor of a lot of local people. TMZ is reporting, and I happen to know this is this is very factual. The Von Schiller family, who owned 5% of this team, I was part of the discussions when they paid their money and they got their 5%, and I know that they have 5% of this team. They have been treated like garbage by Antonio Brown and his people. They are now, they just want out. They just want to be bought out. They're a family. They can't just throw away the money that they put into this team. If Antonio Brown makes the same gesture he made with Taste of Italy, the restaurant, where, hey, I don't like the way this was handled by my people. I want to make this right. Here's here's something. I think that goes a long way. I think it goes a really, really long way. When TMZ is calling the Von Schiller family and having an hour-long conversation about, about these this situation, and you're still not willing to sit down and talk to them, this this you want you want to win me over? Do the human thing. And and maybe you don't agree with everything they're saying. And that's fine. Sit down with them and come to a compromise. If they if if you walk out of a room with a family that has put their hard-earned money into this team, and that family goes, I don't love the outcome, but I can live with it and I, and I somewhat like the outcome. I, that's going to go a long way with me to say like, okay, the guy I thought I was working with is back. The guy that I, I you know, the guy when we met and everything was, everything started and I thought this was somebody who, who really wanted to help the community and be a part of it. And then since then, I've, I've, I don't believe that anymore. You come to an agreement with that family. And I'll start to believe that guy is back. That's a big move. That's a that's a that's a big, magnanimous move. That would be wonderful if that happens. That'd be probably... I don't foresee it happening. But that you want to win me over. That's the start. There you go. There haven't been a lot of victories that people have celebrated since the Antonio Brown era tenure as an owner. Officially, the majority of call what it is the Antonio Brown era. Okay, error. Right. I, I I'm struggling besides character or do the right thing or this is the respectful thing to do to buy them out. Besides those reasons, I struggle to find out how it's going to happen because we both know the Von Schillers. Wonderful yeah. people. Yep. And this is the second time in this conversation we've had where it's like business versus fandom. Yeah. This is the business side of the Von Schiller situation where it's like, okay, besides all the stuff you know, I just laid out there about character, good person, good representative, good role model, from a business perspective, 
why does Antonio Brown have to buy them out? I, I, and there's a little naivety with okay. me asking that question, not knowing about the league structure. Like, why business wise does that make sense? Multiple reasons. You you walk around saying you want 100 percent of this team. That is a lie. Whether you know you're lying or not, that that is a lie. You want to say you're the 100 percent owner of the Albany Empire. You need to deal with this with, with this couple who owns five percent. Now, there's ways you deal with them. You could force them out, which you're trying to do. Um, you're not going to win public favor with that. So we're at a point where whatever you do is going to be talked about, right? You don't even need to really spend the money that we used to have to spend in advertising because anything you do is going to be spoken about. So now you have to ask yourself, what do you want that message to be? To this point, it's been overwhelmingly negative. And I've been one of the people given the negative news. Trust me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not lost on me at all. If, if I was ever invited to that, you invited me back to do the on-field. Whether you did or your, your people did, somebody did. I have no interest in that. If I was invited to a room where, and, you, and you said, all right, I don't like you. You know, you're fat, you eat glizzies, all that crap, whatever, whatever he wants to say about me. But you, people do like you here. What would you do if you were me? I would say find a way to if if it's if it's fifty cents on the dollar if it's whatever it is find a way that that family becomes maybe not an advocate for you but no longer says negative things about you and I think that's something where this community could look around and go okay all right you know what you did some stupid stuff but maybe just maybe everyone likes him. Like, dude, I don't know what it is about Antonio Brown. You can't help yourself when you first meet him. Until he wrongs you personally, you like him. You just can't help yourself. Give people a reason to like you. Give Actually, give them a reason to, and I think it will go a really long way. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that from that call, the first few weeks where he was the owner, where it's like, I remember I was taking calls from buddies and family members outside of the Capital Region. They were like, hey, what's Antonio Brown been like? I'm like yeah. I haven't heard a negative thing about him. Yeah. He's done every autograph. There was what the Siena practice, I believe, where he's taking selfies with everybody from the Mac tournament game. Like everything was positive. So yeah, there is Did a, a season ticket holder ever get an autographed jersey? What do you mean? It, right before the season, he offered an autographed game worn Antonio Brown jersey to a season ticket holder. It had to be raffled off. That, I never heard that. That could be possible. You're a season ticket holder for the Albany Empire, and no one's won that. You should bring that up because you're owed a jersey. Somebody's owed a jersey. So that's why I wonder also what's going to happen Saturday, too, where here's what could happen. In the span of the next 48 hours, like in, after the show gets off the air, right? he could buy the Von Schillers out. He could play most of the game on Saturday. And for most importantly, for some younger football fans or from some parents or certain ticket holders, season ticket, single game, he could take pictures and sign autographs at the end of the game, and everyone's Boom. happy. Win, 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 win. That win. all could realistically win, happen win. for sure. And then Cam Newton shows up the next home game, and all of a sudden, guys like me who don't like him have nothing to say. Got to shrug your shoulders and be like, yep. he's, "It's yeah. working hey, now." Hey, yeah. he's, you know what? I want I want the Empire to succeed. Clearly, he does too. Right now, I don't feel that way. But he has the tools are before. There's paths before him to to redemption and righteousness. I got to tell you something. I'm going to tell you about my how I sleep, but I want to, I just want to tell you coming up. I'm really upset that that this product sold out instantly, and I'm not upset about it for the reason you think I would be. But right now, product everybody needs to know about. If you have trouble sleeping, sleep apnea, snoring. If you're tired, if like if you're if if you're married and your ribs hurt in the morning, that's because you're catching the elbow for the snores. Like you can, I can fix that. 
518-885-6185. The Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. Amazing facility, great people. Gaz and I have gone to Mets games with Doc. It's it's just the kind of people you just you want to be around. Oh, and by the way, they're going to help you get sleep without hoses, wires, masks, surgeries, any of that stuff. It's a mouthpiece that is custom made for you. They they do all the measurements, they do all the tests, everything. Your at home sleep test, perfect. You drop in, you pick up this thing the size of a lunchbox, bring it home, boom, 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 bring it back in two days. All right, we looked it over. You have sleep apnea. This mouthpiece keeps your airway open. You're good to go, and you're on your way. It's that. It's it, it can be that easy for you because it was for me. Integrative Sleep Center in Balsam Spa with Doctor Fred Dreer. 518-885-6185. Helping me sleep better. They'll help you sleep better too. Hi, we're Comparing Insurance Agency. Never heard of us? We know. But to help it stick that our local agents are insurance experts, we're going to say local agent three times in the next five seconds. Local agent. Local agent. Local agent. Find us at ComparionInsurance.com. This report is sponsored by ComparionInsurance.com. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing... Help the planet with a tip from iHeartRadio Earth. Education doesn't just take place in the classroom. There are many ways children of all ages can learn about sustainability and the environment at home. Visit iHeartRadio.com Earth for a list of resources, activity guides, and toolkits that are educational and fun for the whole family. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com Earth. Grind Time Training offers training programs for players of all skill levels who want to raise the level of their game. We allow young people to learn the game of basketball, boys and girls up until high school. You can come to the gym every day. Six coaches on staff, all with college-level experience. Offering group and private training, camps and clinics. Grind Time Training is at Vent Fitness in Latham and Gilderland. Call former professional basketball player Will Harris at 518-207-7942. Online at grindtimetraining.com. Check us out on Facebook. Want to know my secret for a summer break that doesn't break the bank? Listen up, because this offer won't last forever. Kohl's gives you $10 when you spend over $25. So I got some cute everyday tees and shorts, the perfect tote for the beach, and all of the patio must-haves for barbecue season. Not to mention, I earned Kohl's cash, too. And now, I'm off to enjoy the long weekend. Select styles. Offer ends May 29th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm loving this Friday myself because it started with me picking up my brand new pickup truck from Mohawk Chevrolet. Um... I'm staring at it out the window and hating that we're here. I love doing this job. I love talking to guys. I love talking to you here in the cap region. I love Fox sports radio. I'm all love, but I really love scar Joe, my black widow pickup. And that's what I want to be out driving around. in. Um, I'd like to point out that that is not the name of the vehicle. You have named the vehicle that yeah. It's scar Joe, Scarlett Johansson, black widow. Right I know. There. I know what it means. Jasmine, <laughs> the delivery specialist, and um, everybody, even even Katie over at Mohawk. I'm like, yeah, this is Scarjo. They're like, you're calling it Scarjo. I'm like, yeah. They're like, and then you see like Katie, the labor woman, she went, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. She starts actually, I like it. Like everybody else, like, oh yeah, I like that. It so, would be, it would make us feel so good if somebody walked in and asked for the Scarjo. Yeah, how do you get Scarjo? I want a Scarjo. Um, all right. 
If I told you that I was disappointed in everyone that the Jaw One Hunger Colorway Drop Nikes sold out instantly, why would you think I was upset? For some people, that sounded like a different language. You're asking for the Jaw sneaker. Morant's new sneaker. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Nike decided to let it go. They sold it, even though everything's going on. And it sold out like instantly. And I'm very upset about it. Why that. is that? Well, you would think I'd be upset because of all the, you know, the, the controversy, the, the gun posts and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm upset because they are butt ugly. Like, <laughs> like they are, they're just not, like, I would imagine if I asked your amazing son, Rex, who is three years old, to design a pair of sneakers, he would do slightly better. He would do better. I don't know if you've seen him yet, guys. I'm not a fan of non-matching sneakers. They're a pair of sneakers. They come in pairs. Can you share that at the Jeff Levac on Twitter in a second here? To. Just for I don't our, want to. For our, Why don't you share it? Right. I don't want to. I don't have the link. Oh, oh yeah, you do. It's in the run. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I okay. put it in the show play. At, at WOFX980 on Twitter. We're going to have to share this in a few moments there. Yeah, I can't. It's disgusting. They're ugly. They're just ugly. Like, if you did, if you made me buy two pairs like if I could buy the the predominantly red pair, and then separately I could buy the predominantly blue pair, and then people started wearing the two of them together, I'd be like, well, that's stupid. But okay, good for you. They're not like they're not good looking even when they're you know monochromatic, <laughs> but but they're they're hideous. Like people will buy anything. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what thought process went through these. John Moran sneakers where someone thought, hey, they're different. They're interesting. They're, they're low tops too, right? Hang on. I, I might have missed this just hearing this. It w- they're intentionally different colors. Like from the graphic they're- that's now up on Twitter, it's one's red, one's blue. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the, yeah. So the left is predominantly red with blue accent. The right is predominantly blue with red accent. That can- the, the, no, no, no. It's no. the, they're called the Jaw One Hunger Colorway Drop. There are certain trends that are coming back or have been popular before. Like I, I'm the short short thing. I was of the generation, and I believe you were as well, of the long shorts over the knees. And I'm watching now, like hilarious commercials. I think it's, oh, yeah. now they're like, remember the old school shorts? I'm like, oh, that hurt. There's a few other things that are like this. This should never be a thing. It's not okay. No, I don't like it. I personally, I don't like it. Um, it's just it's a lot. It it's. It, it is, it's too much. Is this the future of the sneaker game in the NBA? Because we know a lot of Ugly. guys. We know a lot of guys in the NBA, maybe far different from 30 to 40 years ago, are into fashion. Like Russell Westbrook and James Harden and other players are known for their wardrobe and fashion. They want to be different. They want to be not just athletes, but Maybe fashion moguls. This should not fit that category. Hey, do you, have you ever collected anything, like, as a sports fan? Like, I know you love jerseys. I love jerseys, too. When I was younger, I collected Sports Illustrated. Tons of Sports Illustrated covers in my parents' place, in my place now. I'm not happy that I collected those because the future has told me we love Kevin Sweeney. We love Matt Verderam. Not exactly what Sports Illustrated was 10 or 20 years ago. Now, as I'm older in life, I want to become a sneakerhead. Like, I like Air Maxes. I think it's cool. It's a connection to the sport fan and the athletes. an easy talking point, especially when you're doing interviews. Like, what sneakers do you like? This is not one of them. 
I will never buy these John Moran sneakers. I know, hearing from you, you will never buy these. But please, do not let this be the standard. Do not be like, hey, Jaws, the standout athlete. We got to copy what Jaws do. No, no, no. No. Stop. Whoever's doing it, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, anybody looking at this, do not have this as the new model. So, um, Benny Ice, who used to work with me at the Empire, and I worked with me over at, at Tech East, and and we're doing other stuff. We're helping some social... He's the social media director for the Orlando Predators now. He has horrible taste in sneakers. He wears the ugliest sneakers. And he loves it. And he, I think he knows it. I think deep down inside he knows they're ugly sneakers. But they're super flashy. Like, I guess that's it. It's it, you, They don't need to look good as long as they're loud. Like, I guess that's... I thought he had Velcro on the last ones I he saw. He does have... Like, a lot of times he'll have the Velcro on the top. I think... I want to say... Um, Puma, like he has some Pumas that are like a like a very bright baby blue, and then he has another one that's orange. And sometimes he'll wear them; they're the same pair, so I'll wear them together, like an orange and a blue. And then he has this one I can't even think what it is, but it's like it's like um it's like a burgundy, a mustard yellow. It's like it's like every color that was thrown up on the like pants and suits in the early '90s when I was a kid. In one, like they were like, oh, they found them all. And they put them in one pair of sneakers. It's just like, but it's, I guess that's the thing. I guess that's what you do is you make ugly sneakers now. I like basic black, baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are we doing here? What I've come to find working in the sports world is that the sneaker game, stuff like John Morant, stuff like Jordan, LeBron, Zion, like all these athletes, it is a true assessment of what people think of you. You can judge an athlete, a coach, people you work with, by sneakers slash shoes. Like, if you're rocking the new Air Maxes, like, oh, they might be a sports fan or they might be in their fashion. If you're going, like, Air Monarchs, you're a dad, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you're a balance. dad. If you're wearing just, like, regular shoes to sport events, like, okay, probably not a big-time sports fan or older. They might have not been into the trend. They might have not bought a pair of Jordans in their life. Maybe they just have yeah, them for running I, or something, All right? Or I found them cheap because otherwise I won't. This, I, I'll go to the Under Armour outlet to get anything. I won't. Someone who's buying these jaw sneakers, again, at WOFX980 on Twitter, has poor judgment. If you're wearing these, I will consider your judgment poor because they're different colors and they're stupid. So $110, um, you had to go through the Nike sneaker, S-N-K-R-S app. That's spelled wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Bad judgment again, yep, yep. Um, (laughs) I guess it was an incredibly small supply, which tells me, that the powers that be at Nike were like, nobody's gonna buy this crap. We'll just make make enough to make Ja happy, and we'll just sell. And then everybody bought them, and I was now looking around, going, "Bring everybody back to the warehouse. We're gonna make more of these things. The ugly ones, yeah, the really ugly ones, yeah. Okay, all right. But it's Memorial Day weekend. I know, I know. People like ugly sneakers now." I would, I would never want to do that. Like the brand of John Morant's taking so much of a hit right now. Yeah. This is not what I'd want to see for the brand of John Morant. Miscolored sneakers and that. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Be better. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, here. I saw you just uh, let me share it. <laughs> I'm going to share it on mine too now that you put it up. That's, ugh, those sneakers are, they're just, again, if you did, if you did a pair of each, I'd be like, okay, not really my thing, but Okay. But the fact that that's a pair of sneakers, Oof, a lot going on there. Uh, a lot going on in the top four at four. So we'll have that coming up for you in just a second. But first, we've got to tell you about elevation, but I have to cough. 
Cough, cough. To face the purpose of the cough button for me to tell you it's happening, but whatever. Uh, Elevation 10,000, great, great friends of ours. And if you're looking to elevate your brand, elevate your business, you do it with Elevation 10,000. Um, literally, everything you need is there, whether it's help with your marketing, maybe it's uh, video production, audio production. They have a studio now. They have their own. They built a podcast studio. They have a filming studio. They do all these things. They can wrap your vehicle. They can get your apparel for your employees together. They can do it all on a website. So, like maybe your employees are scattered over the area and it's difficult to get them together and make an order. Well, you op- they can open a web portal just for your employees. They go through. They pick the stuff they want, the sizes and all that stuff. It's delivered to, directly to them or to your office, and you're done. It's that simple and easy. And I say simple and easy. I have no idea how they do it. Simple and easy because you go ask Elevation 10,000 to do it, and they make it easy for you. Everything you need, and if they don't have it yet, they'll figure out how to do it. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Summer's heating things up outside and on the grill. Whether you're smoking a brisket or grilling up veggies. It's time for the top four at four with Levac and Gaz. <laughs> Biggest stories in the world of sports. Guys, breaks them down for us. It's all brought to you by Mohawk Honda. I love that Mohawk family myself. Obviously, stories four through one is all my brand new pickup truck that I got from the Mohawk family. I'm very much in love with and just would like to go out and just sit in it. That is not the number one oh, or okay. two or three or four story. Wow, wow, biased, biased. Just a programming note, thanks to our friends in Mohawk Honda. We will be there Tuesday, May 30th. We have a show on Memorial Day. We will be live on Memorial Day, 3 to 5. That's right. We are not slacking on the holiday. Live LeVac and Giles on Memorial Day, and then live Tuesday in Mohawk Honda in Glenville. I want a day off. You know what? Never mind. Uh, The Detroit Lions, they're in the headlines. It's weird they make the top four at four, but one of our pals... Kaylin Kaler, you may remember her, friend of the show. She's now with The Athletic. She's reporting that a fifth Detroit Lions player is now under investigation for violating the league's rules on sports betting. Oh, Kaylin reports that a player currently under investigation was not a member of the 2022 team. Not sure if that's better or worse, but that's the report. You might have missed this earlier this spring that four members of the Detroit Lions were suspended for a different amount of reasons last month because of that ongoing investigation. Jamison Williams, the star wide receiver from Alabama, one of those players as well. Levac now up to five Lions hit with this sports betting suspension. Is this suspension by the NFL for these players likely better for the future? Or is there still some of this that's kind of stupid of why the suspension happened? Um... I have I have become more and more uh, of the the belief that the majority of the rules in the NFL are not the rule you think they are. They're all IQ tests. So like um, Chris Long, you know, defensive lineman, Rams and Eagles and everything. He always said that the drug testing was an IQ test. You knew when they were coming. You knew when they were gonna like around about. So if you if you didn't smoke pot. For like three weeks a year, you were good. They would leave you alone. Um, this, to my understanding, unless there's parts of these rules that I just am not aware of, uh, basically, if you don't bet on NFL football or in an NFL facility, they leave you alone. That's all. That's it. 
And, and by the way, for a fee, I'll bet on NFL football for you. I'll do it. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> proud. I'm, if it means you stay on the field. Like, they, everybody bet when it was illegal. You know they did. They're not just learning to bet right now. People bet all along. They didn't get caught. It, it knows where you are. So you can't bet at an NFL facility. That's the easiest part. And also, it knows who you are. So you can't bet on football. Okay, you can bet baseball, basketball, badminton, horse racing. You, I, I, I feel like I'm not positive. You might be able to get away with a little college football here and there. I'm not. I don't. That might be wrong. But again, all you have to do is not bet on an NFL facility or or a football game, and you won't get in trouble. IQ test. It's not a gambling rule. It's an IQ test. The anti-sports wagers who are out before all this became legal, this is what they were yelling. The players are going to get infected. (laughs) It's going to happen. we got to worry about them. Look, this is not even the college baseball thing. The college baseball thing is a whole different thing going on with Alabama and SEC schools. And that made it so obvious that why are stacks of money showing up? And guess what? (laughs) It's 2023. It got sniffed out. Technology is great for this stuff. If this was a thing in 2003 or 1983, who knows? It might have been, but I don't think at this predominant level because sports wagering always lived in the shadows. It would have been harder to track. They tracked it down. You laid out the rules. It's pretty simple. Look, there were so many people that were screaming about Calvin Ridley like, hey, a, a, a year-long suspension's right. too long. No, right. it's not. Like, the guy bet on the NFL. He had a terrible bet. What was it like a 17 parlay? Like, yeah. don't bet on the sport you participate in. The Pete Rose thing, we won't even do this on a Friday. Look, don't bet on the sport you're a part of. Don't do it where you're working. Those are two simple rules. So, yeah. Yes, suspend at whatever level this is. This is not hard, and this should be an example. Now we all know the rules, and NFL players, hopefully by the Lions, will know the rules too. When I was growing up, my neighbor, she worked for the New York State Lottery. So she couldn't play the New York State Lottery. She'd do everything else. She'd go bet horses, any of it. Could not bet on New York. Could, couldn't buy a scratch-off ticket. That, those were the rules. I don't. I think she was like an accountant. I don't even think she like did any of the, the stuff. That would, guess what she didn't do? She didn't participate in New York State Lottery. She made good money for, for her whole, like, the, the whole time she was my neighbor, and she had fun doing other things. That's it. You and I have worked in radio stations that mostly our entire adult lives. We can't win prizes on other stations. That's just it. Can't do it. It's okay. All right, story number three involves the Major League Baseball schedule of games for tonight. Your home for Boston Red Sox baseball is right here at Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. The Red Sox continue, I want to say the West Coast road trip, but technically Arizona doesn't have a time zone. They play the Diamondbacks. 940, ha-ha! 940 first pitch there. Yankees take on the Padres, but this one's in New York. Levac, the Padres, really good team the Yankees face off with tonight. Yeah, they're just not they're not playing up to their full potential. So I think if you're going to beat them, now's the time to beat them and if my theory is correct that that Aaron Boone blowing a gasket on the field is is motivating to the team, let's go out there. You can't you, listen, you had a nice little five-game win streak going. That's gone. Now you got a two-game losing streak going. Let's not make it three, boys. Let's get out there and get some wins. More likely to melt down tonight. Max Scherzer who's pitching against the Rockies. That's an 8:40 start. Ooh. They're out in Denver time. Max Scherzer to have some sort of meltdown, yelling at the umpire, yelling at the ball, or Yankee fan, talking probably 50-plus-year-old Yankee fan, trying to find the game on Apple TV Plus tonight. Yeah, and then trying to figure out who Randy Vasquez is, who they called up today to pitch for the Yankees. Who, And by the way, Aaron Hicks officially released 
by the New York Yankees. No longer DFA'd, officially released. Uh, yeah, Sue, so it's it's funny because I I know I know how to get Apple TV. It's when it's on Peacock I get freaked out because I don't ha- I don't have any access to that. So um, this old man won't be yelling about it, but many will. Yes. Somewhere people who have Netflix are going to realize this weekend. What do you mean we can't share passwords anymore? What? <laughs> I thought this email was fake. I thought you guys tried this months ago. I also would go with, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with older Yankee fan yelling about Apple TV+. Plus. One day you won't. Today is not the day, though. Okay. That, hmm, how do I do number two here? <laughs> you you know, go to the bathroom. This is going to be controversial here. At Tom Goss, T-O-M-G, it was easy on Twitter. At Fox Sports on Facebook. WOFX980 on Twitter. I'm going with this story as number two. The Albany Empire take the field this weekend. The Albany Empire return to MVP Arena. And since the last time the Albany Empire played at home, a lot's happened. <laughs> former, That's a nice way to say it. Former NFL wide receiver, now owner of the team, majority owner, Antonio Brown, is scheduled to take the field. Social media posts have said he is going to suit up for the Empire Upcoming this weekend at 7 o'clock kickoff is set as the Empire hosts the Fainville Mustangs. There are a lot of storylines in this. If you missed it earlier in the show, go back and listen. Apple and Spotify of what we've thought about this Empire game coming up. But, Levac, Let's just talk game this time. Sure. Let's talk game. game. Um, Antonio Brown has been listed on the National Arena League transaction wire. He has been acquired and signed by the Empire. So that was the that was a hurdle. He had to sign a contract with the league as a player to participate in practice and to play. He has done that. So that boom, big step right there. Uh, Roland Rivers the third back as your QB. It's a big dude right there, and you're going up against the Fayetteville Mustangs. Mustangs playing some good some good football. Raheem Cato is a fun quarterback to watch. Kerry uh, Starks newly acquired. Braden Thorpe, newly acquired. We have the work cut out for him chasing Cato around the field. I haven't been able to do this in a long time. A long time. I think Fayetteville beats Albany this weekend. I'm making a prediction about the Empire. As the former broadcaster of the team, Rodney Smith and Andrew Santillo on the call, those guys do a great job on the YouTube side. Fayetteville's going to win for this storyline we have not even touched on. Imagine if you're a Fayetteville jack linebacker or defensive back and you've got Antonio Brown on the outside. Imagine you're one of these young players for the Mustangs, and this is your moment. You probably haven't had a moment like this since you were a high school player, and you know the college scouts are in the crowd. You might be playing FBS, FCS, D2. You know not just NAL eyes, not just football eyes, but there are rumors and reports from Antonio Brown's now agent, J.R. Rickett, that he is getting some general interest from NFL teams. Yeah. Well, if that's true and that's the case, those NFL teams are watching this game Saturday. And now if you're a Fayetteville Mustang defensive back, what better way to get yourself on an NFL radar than slow down Antonio Brown? That hype, that excitement, that enthusiasm where guys were clawing and scratching. Levesque, you see it up close and personal covering multiple NAL teams from Carolina to Albany to others. Fayetteville's defense is going to be so fired up that I don't think that intensity is ever going to let up for the Albany Empire with so many changes on offense. I think Fayetteville wins, and that defense is going to be playing at a whole nother level to be the guy that says, I slowed down Antonio Brown. It's not as simple as going to run out for a go route and score a touchdown, is it? I mean, it's a different game. 
Well, I think it's part of it too. I think I think as a whole, like forget about the opportunities that you would have to be noticed by you know stopping him. You've also got a guy who's never played a single down of arena indoor football, and he's going to come in here and act like he's better than you in your game. That I'd have a chip on my shoulder. I mean, it's not like Tevin Homer plays for Fayetteville. Oh wait, he does. Empire fans are very familiar with Tevin Homer. Tevin Homer's had a cup of coffee with the Washington football team. The you know this. I would imagine Tevin Homer is going to be like wherever wherever eighty four goes. That's where I'm going. I would imagine. But you've also got Kendrick Ings, who is one of the best arena receivers out there. You know, you got Larry Beavers Jr., who plays who plays both ways, wide receiver and defensive back. Fayetteville put together a nice roster. Coach Dunnings thinks he's hysterical. He compares me to every fat white guy he knows. And you know, we he, if he wasn't so jacked and scary looking, we would we would have had an issue. But no, it's it's that's a good that that is a, for a team that didn't exist a year ago. They've done a lot of really good work moving forward. Where Keem Cato is a lot of fun. I tried to get him in Columbus the short stint I was down there. So they're a good team. They they are. If both teams played up to their full potential, and that and I'm saying without Antonio Brown playing more than one or two two possessions. Fayetteville's better than Albany. If AB goes out there and he just takes to this, that's going to be a hell of a game. Play-by-play and color commentators will joke about this in the pregame. A very simple question of what's the game plan? And usually the color commentator would tell you, okay, here's the scouting report. I want to score more than the other team. I don't don't think Rodney's going to say that on the broadcast. He might. But usually, hey, you break down what this team can do to have success against another team. That's usually the pregame talk. Seriously, though, like, what is the game plan for the Albany Empire? Because we've talked about Antonio Brown playing maybe five plays, maybe one play. That's a significant difference when you're trying to run an offense. Like, okay, I've got an all-pro wide receiver who's also the owner of the team. It's going to be really odd for me to call plays for my boss. Uh, I mean, boss, aren't you calling the plays because you're kind of... The whole awkwardness of that maybe is also underestimated, too, of do I sub him out of the game? Does he sub himself well, out? How do I run an off? I have no clue how the Empire is going to actually have a game plan against Fayetteville. And if if Fayetteville is naive enough to ignore guys like Patton, and I think I think Gers, Fabian Gers is, is is still here. I'm not positive. I don't. It's very tumultuous. We'll say um, if you ignore those guys, they're going to get open deep and they're going to hurt you. So it's it it could be very very interesting. It could be very very interesting. Again, talent to talent, without seven-time Pro Bowler Antonio Brown on the field, Fayetteville's the favorite in this game. I might take some heat from Capital Region sports fans, the voice of the Capital Region sports fans right here, Fox Sports 95, 9 and 90, that I did not have the Empire as the number one story here in the top four at four. However, the number one story today is all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Is now signed with the Albany Empire. It's not. No? Sorry, he, he was cut by the Arizona Cardinals today, so that makes me complete free agent. That that is a big big deal. But we've already talked a lot. We probably we probably should take a little time on this one. Okay, because I, I, my question, my number one question becomes this: Is there a team that doesn't want him? <laughs> like, like, is there any team that doesn't want that man right now? I'm ready to defend myself against haters who thought the Empire should be number one because of how big I feel about this dude. But before we talk about DeAndre Hopkins. I still think the Empire's going to be number one. Whatever. 
Let's talk about Mohawk Honda. Again, yeah. t- Tuesday, May 30th, we are going to be there broadcasting live. Cannot wait to be out in Glenville this weekend, especially if you are looking for a new vehicle, maybe a certified pre-owned vehicle. The place for you is Mohawk Honda. Check them out on social media. Nick and Nate are always doing a great job. John and service and more. I know from experience, the pilot, love it. Best mm-hmm. vehicle I've ever had. Driving around the Capital Region. I'm off to a fun event this weekend with the family. I'm taking the pilot out there, moving the car seat in. I don't have to worry about the things that might go wrong on a road trip. Because your wife will drive. She likes the pilot and enjoys <laughs> driving the vehicle. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, Guys, telling you, get the vehicle. Whatever it is, whether you got the family, you got the two kids, maybe you just want a vehicle that you feel safe in, whatever you're looking for, the staff there in Mohawk Honda will work with you to find it that fits your budget, your lifestyle, and more. Mohawk Honda in Glenville. People you can trust during the car experience. I know. Tell them, guys, right here from Levac and Goss, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. You stopped in because of us. All right, let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins. You ready for this, Levac? I'm ready. Let's do that next. All right. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is your choice of bacon or sausage, egg and Swiss croissant, plus a small seasoned potatoes for just $3. Break your morning routine and get your $3 breakfast deal today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for... All right. Uh, listen, so the top four at four is behind us. Guys, you did your normal waffle, like where you didn't... I didn't feel like you really knew where you wanted to go for two or one. One, you land on D-Hop, Duke, the Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins... So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this guy who's out there. Like, all right, so here's what we here's what we knew before. When he was still on the Cardinals roster, three teams were going after him hot and heavy. The Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots. Am I crazy for saying that if he's a free agent, 31 teams should be going after him right now? You are not crazy, and I will take it a step further. This is why DeAndre Hopkins— 32, the Cardinals should bring him back! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> This is why I have this at one and not the Empire at one for the weekend. Because this signing of DeAndre Hopkins, whoever gets him, whatever team lands Hopkins, is going to have an impact not just in September and October. But I truly feel like this is a season-shifting and potentially Super Bowl-clinching move. Now think about this. You just listed off three teams there. Bills, Patriots, and Ravens, you said, right? Yep. So let's start with Baltimore. If Baltimore gets a healthy, now paid, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., some young receivers they've been adding to, a healthy backfield, Baltimore... Munkin is the the OC now, right? That's right. So it's a passing offense. Baltimore was my pick to win the Super Bowl last season, and they have a better roster this season, especially if D-Hop is there. Bills fans, him and Diggs, and the big thing that a lot of people nationally, not so much locally, but nationally forget... Oh, yeah, Von Miller got hurt. How different is the stretch run there for Buffalo if you have a healthy Von Miller 
rushing the passer, especially against Joe Burrow. For years, people questioned the Bengals' offensive line. How different is that game with Von Miller? And we saw what he did for the Rams in that Super Bowl. That's going to go down as one of the best defensive pass rushing them and the Giants all time when you had Miller and Donald coming off one edge. And the Patriots, they look and say, we right now, experts would call us the fourth best team in the AFC East. How much difference can Hopkins make for our young quarterback? So those are just three. But, LeVac, you tell me that San Fran lands him? I can see San Fran winning the Super Bowl with Debo and D-Hop. You tell me a team like the Eagles with A.J. Brown and Kansas City? You could go through the list of teams you think could be Super Bowl contenders this season. And D-Hop can really put a team over the top. I know he's older. I know he's a veteran. This is a Super Bowl-changing move, I believe, if Hopkins lands with a true contender, which he plans on doing. All right, so let's do this. Like This is this is what, if I'm somehow invited in the room, right? Like, DeAndre Hopkins goes, you know, I saw Jeff Levac try to speak sense into Antonio Brown, and he didn't listen. So I'm going to bring him into my inner, inner circle. Ooh. And now I want I want to know what you think. I, want, I just Again, I just need a seat at the table. I don't need, you know, I don't need final say, D-Hop. I need, I need a seat at the table. I love the Ravens' idea. If Hopkins is convinced that Lamar Jackson can throw outside the numbers now. Because, again, we, we've seen him begin to do this, but it's not something he does consistently. Mark Andrews is going to be the number one receiver. OBJ is in there. Uh, Zay Flowers. They've got, they've got pieces. You put them over the top if you believe he's the guy worthy of throwing you the ball this year. Because, again, it's up to you now. You're the free agent. As far as the Patriots go, Bill O'Brien traded you in March of 2020, and you didn't seem very happy about it. Now he runs that offense. Hmm. Mac Jones, not the quarterback I'm going to if I'm you. So unless Belichick works some kind of Jedi, Dark Sith Lord magic, I don't think that I think the Pats are out. Bills are great. Bills are great for a couple reasons. Josh Allen is a real deal guy. You're now the second wide receiver on this team because Diggs is one. That means that anytime they you pick your poison, who are you double covering? Oh, by the way, Gabe Davis is blowing the top off your defense. Like, you'll be able to run the ball just because they're going to have to drop four or five in a coverage. I love the Bills for them. Number one for me is Kansas City. It's Patrick Mahomes. We talked about this yesterday. At some point in the next couple seasons, Mahomes' deal is going to get reworked. If I'm Mahomes, I'm now walking into the front office and going, Rework my deal right now. Free up the money to bring DeAndre Hopkins here because then I have a real number one for the first time since Hill left. Give me D-Hop. I want him right now. Get it done. So that that's those are like the easy ones for me. Like I just I think if I can go play with Mahomes, they did something where he like made faces based on whether he wanted to play somewhere. I saw that interview, yeah. Yeah, and the Jets and the Pats seem to be out. But him and the Jets would be interesting. Him with the Giants could be interesting. Like him anywhere is interesting. But like, if I'm him, I'm looking directly at Kansas City right now to go get my Super Bowl. So Kansas City, I feel the same and way. And Buffalo, and Buffalo. Okay, yeah. So Buffalo and Kansas City, let's just match them up against each other because there's a big difference here between Kansas City and Buffalo because of these two words. Necessity versus luxury. There could be a case made by the Kansas City front office that says, hey, we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. And they're not wrong. Like, they right. want Super Bowls right. without Hopkins. So they can say, hey, We've got Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the football to. He can make plays. They're not wrong, but they can get a lot better with him. 
Uh, by the way, Cincinnati is not in this mix either. Cincinnati's wide receivers are really good. If you are Buffalo, all New York teams, Buffalo, the Jets, and the Giants, mm-hmm. we just laid out the case for Buffalo. This could push them over the top to beat Kansas City, Cincinnati. We see that a lot in college, right? You go after a recruit so the other team doesn't get them. Right. Maybe that's Kansas City's play here. For the Jets and the Giants, you referenced that weird yes-no-I thing Hopkins did earlier this spring. Yes. If my time frame is correct, there was rumors that Rodgers was going to be a Jet, but it wasn't gone through yet. Like, there was rumors he might be a Jet. So maybe the opinion of DeAndre Hopkins changes now that Aaron Rodgers is there. And if you're a Jet fan, imagine that. Like, you're battling potentially for the top of the AFCs. It's a whole different conversation if Aaron Rodgers is thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Hopkins is right on the fringe right there. He might be for some people. But that is a potentially first-place move. And how about the New York Giants, though? Giant fan, big blue fan. You could make this argument against Philadelphia and Dallas. How do you catch those two teams in the division? The easiest take would be Daniel Jones has to be better. That's the easiest take. It's not, the, it's not wrong, but it's the easiest take. How do you make Daniel Jones, who you just resigned, better? Give him some weapons. You tried with Kenny Galladay. He stunk. This is a whole different thing. If DeAndre Hopkins is catching footballs from Daniel Jones, you and I could sit down in September and October and say, why can't the Giants win the NFC East? Could this move have changed the culture or everything else? Brian Dayball, offensive mo- All of this is good for all the New York teams. First place in the division, potentially a deep run in the playoffs. I'm not overhyping D-Hop. Every team could potentially change their season if they sign them. And I think all the New York teams all should be involved. If I was going to do a betting favorite on this one, I'd do what I want. Woo-hoo! I'd do what I want. Dallas. Can you imagine CeeDee Lamb, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup? Just to, just to name a few. Tony Pollard, because Zeke's not coming back, but still. Right. right. I mean, th- this this is a total Jerry Jones move to just get in the front of the line somehow and be like, D-Hop, listen, you ever, ever hunt boar out of a helicopter? I'll do, because I'll do what I want. So I, if that would be my short list too. If if I'm if I'm Hopkins, it's going Kansas City, Dallas, Buffalo, and then and then if if for some reason I can't get what I want out of those three, then I'll start talking to other teams. Why Dallas over Buffalo? Uh, Texas over Orchard Park. You know, it's it's he, it's a guy who's been down south his whole career as far as a pro. Um, the. There's no doubt in my mind, as much as like the Western New York lifestyle suits me great, I can't say it suits you know dude dude around thirty years old, a lot of money in his pocket, wants to live a good life, have some fun, maybe hop on a big old bus with you know with with Jarrah. I, I think you could if if you want a chance to win and to live that plus lifestyle, Dallas wins out. If you just want to win the Super Bowl, it's pro- I would probably lean Buffalo. That last statement there makes me think so, like, how much he could be loved? And that's that's the great question here with a veteran wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. What is going to make you the most happy? Is it that luxury lifestyle in Dallas you could have? Is it legacy? Because if you win a Super Bowl as a wide receiver, sometimes that's what's going to push you over the top. I think of players like Julio Jones and A.J. Green, how differently we might view them if they want a Super Bowl. But if Hopkins does... All of a sudden, is he a Hall of Famer? Like, is that the thing he needs to be considered one of the, what, top 
20, 15 wide receivers of all time. That stuff matters to people. So we're talking legacy, we're talking luxury, or maybe the most important, money. Money's always nice, yeah. Who's going to give me the fattest contract? All this stuff sounds great, guys, but uh, I don't have a lot of time left as a wide receiver, as an impact player. Whatever team throws me the most cash means the most to me. It's hard to answer that. Like, you could pick one of those three, and he's going to have every lane to pick one of these three. But that last part about Buffalo. I know people love Josh Allen. People love Sean McDermott. Stephon Diggs is becoming more and more of a fan, and we watched with a wide receiver with a lot of pressure on him, Sammy Watkins, and didn't work out. Diggs could. Hopkins' legacy and love for Buffalo, if he's able to even get them to the Super Bowl, okay, that's the reason why. D-Hop was the reason why. But there's also, you know, when you go into the Houston area, it is a weird vibe uh, for Dallas. Like, it's a weird vibe. Like, people... People who love Houston hate Dallas. People who tolerate Houston wish they were at Dallas. Like it's just it's just how it is down there. So as he got soured on the Texans, did he start looking lovingly across the state over at the Dallas Fort Worth area and going, you know, I'd look really good at Jared's world. I'd look really good there. It's and, and that star means something to a lot of people. As much as the Buffalo fan base is something that I would I would I would treasure if I was a player. Because the mafia is crazy in the best possible way for their players. You you put that star on your helmet. That's different. Our guy, I know he works for the Four Letter Network, but Brian Windhorse. Windy. O- over the last year, got famous for that meme now where both of his index fingers are up in the air. And he's like, why is that? Maybe we need to address Arizona not trading him. Why is that? Like, they couldn't find anybody to take DeAndre Hopkins. Was Hopkins just too difficult to work with? How did this happen? Maybe details will come out of how he had to get released, and everybody knew they wanted to get rid of him, so that's all NFL teams are like, we're not going to trade for him because we know... We know you're going to have to let him go. Exactly. That seems like the most likely answer, but I'm hyping him up like he's going to potentially win a Super Bowl for a team. You're hyping him up the same way, but Arizona couldn't find anybody to trade this guy. Maybe we're missing something about Hopkins' health or status because the Brian Windhorse fingers are up, wondering why is that? Why, why couldn't they trade him? Well, also his contract, right? I mean, it's it's a big number. Con- He's not going to get what he was getting. It's just not going to happen. So I guess maybe like you would trade for him so that you would get him, and then you would have a chance to work with him and figure out you know how it's going to work for you long term. But at the same time, waiting for him to be cut, now it's a fresh deal. You can do whatever whatever you want. Like you're you're all good. You can do you can do anything anything. Um, his his dead cap hit is twenty two point six mil. I mean that's <laughs> that's impressive, but like he yeah he had signed a um he was his average salary was twenty seven point five, so that's <laughs> a it's a lot of money for and I think he makes the most sense as as a two receiver because he still has one receiver skills, but I think as a two put him next to a Diggs put him next to a CD Lamb. You know, put him next to one of these great, like these, like a Justin Jefferson or, or you know, Cooper Cup or whoever. And now all of a sudden, he's seeing that second best corner, and now he's going to put up number one numbers out of your second spot. Maybe it's just because you mentioned Dallas, but now this guy just keeps popping in my head about how this whole thing went down because it's a wide receiver who's been really productive who gets cut post draft, and that's really important because a lot of teams' rosters have been structured 
to be without DeAndre right. Hopkins. Right. And the player that keeps popping in my mind is Des Bryant. Because Des Bryant, a similar thing happened. He was a really good wide receiver, aging, gets cut in between the drafting camp, and Des is coming off that season to Des catch it or not. How different do we view the Cowboys if that play in Green Bay is called differently? It doesn't feel like the production is going to be Des. And here's the thing about Des Bryant, though. Back-to-back injuries. Like, maybe how we viewed him. He had been been falling down stat-wise, too. And Hopkins was juicy, not getting injured. Well, and and Hopkins... Both of them are headaches to their organization, but for different reasons. Hopkins was a headache because he didn't want to really be there anymore. Des Bryant was a headache because he had a pet monkey that was pooping all over his rental property. Like, <laughs> like doing crazy stuff. Which is worse. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the pet monkey. And remember, there was there was a rumor that there was like some kind of Walmart parking lot video out there of something Des did in the middle of all of this. And Dallas was like, dude, we will keep you, but you have to agree to a babysitter. A, a handler, if you will. And he's like, no, I'm a grown man. I'm not going to do that. And Dallas is like, well, then you're not going to play here. So, like, that's that's the deal. Like, DeAndre Hopkins, to your point, like, do I believe he's healthy enough without without medication that is illegal to the league, steroids, you know, performance enhancing, any of that stuff? If I do believe that, I want him. He's a game changer. They, the people of Houston love him. They They still love him. I was there for one of his last games when he just torched the Raiders. <laughs> he was, I mean, and every time he touched the ball, it was big. It was, I mean, the place blew up. D Hop, Duke, yeah. Right. yeah. So, um, I would go, I would go all in on him if, if, if again, I medically I thought he was going to be himself for two years. What, what are we talking? Two years, forty, two years, forty three, something like that. That seems like a pretty fair deal to me, and especially if look. Maybe three years, 60, but you, you only guarantee like 35 of it or something? That's how Hopkins plays it. We've mentioned almost double-digit teams. He can play it off of each other. Hey, this team's offering me this. This team's offering that. Right. I would go with three, a little money, a lot of money, I should say, a lot of money up front. See, I'm the difference. You want to go win your Super Bowl? You want to go all in? I'm the difference. And he might be right. I think he is going to be right. Especially, again, if you already have certain pieces and you add him in. You know, like, I, if if he if he comes in and he's he's – Far and away your number one receiver, I think it's a mistake. If he if he comes in and your quarterback can't throw downfield, your quarterback can't throw outside the numbers. Like I would love to bring him in the Raiders to put him with Devontae Adams. I would love that. If we still had Derek Carr. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna get the ball downfield a lot. That's why Devontae I don't know if Devontae Adams is gonna be a Raider, you know, very far from now. The the Patriots, Mac Jones wants to throw the ball down the field once in a while. I just if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, what can Bill O'Brien say to me? That would make me choose him again over another team, because I, again, I mean, maybe maybe Bill O'Brien wasn't the problem. Maybe it was somebody else in the Houston organization he didn't like. I don't remember all the details. I remember the trade being garbage. It was uh, DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick for David Johnson, a second round pick, and I think like a, a fourth round pick or something the following year Ooh, or something. That was good, man. That was off the top of your head. Yeah, that uh, trade's almost five plus years ago, well, right? Because I remember I blamed you for the trade because you took David Johnson number one overall like, in, in a fantasy league <laughs> and destroyed his career oh, wait a second. not long before that. Oh, and I liked watching him play right up until you ruined his life. But um, <laughs> And then and I've, I've always liked DeAndre Hopkins. I've, and that's, that's one of those trades, too. When you see that, you look at your team and go, you couldn't put a running back and some picks together to get DeAndre Hopkins. 
the hell's the matter with you? Why are you my favorite team? What's wrong with you? Why is Arizona better than us? What's going on? I want him to end up a New York team. So I, Bill, my list is Bills, Jets, Giants. I think the Bills are going to get him. So I'm going to go Bills, like, Jets, Giants. I like the idea of him with the Bills. I definitely like that. The idea of him with the Bills is exciting on a lot of levels. Also exciting... Guys, tell everybody about your visitor that you uh, had at the house. Shout out to my guy, Tim, man. He came today. USX Pest. You actually talked to my wife earlier today about yeah, USX Oh, that Pest. too. She had a list here, LeVac. I've showed you this list, right? It says chipmunks. There is a whole community in our backyard. Bird's nest. Living in our window. That's not living in our window. <laughs> Ants and wasps. Master bathroom. Some of these things I wasn't aware of, and I don't think they're accurate centipedes mouses spiders okay we had but a long that's, list that's huge though for a guy like tim because tim comes in and my house i'm just like he's like all right where are other problems i'm like i don't know he's like what well, you do what like have you seen i'm like sometimes there's bats in my bathroom he's like what so i showed him that and he's like okay i think you're good with what you've done so far but we'll do this we'll do this and then he's like we go down to the basement and he's like this was a mouse uh, this was a mouse trail at one point I go at one pointer right now. He goes, no, it's it's old now. I go, oh, okay, I don't care. But no, like he, yeah. But the list helps. That's good. It's so good. And these guys over at USX Pass can help you inspect your home and figure out exactly what's going on. That was the biggest thing I took away from working with Tim today. He is so knowledgeable about what he's looking at. You were joking crazy, around about right? right, like the bat poops. I thought you were. Yeah. He can go to house to house, room to room, and say, here's what's going on. Here's what needs to be fixed, and here's how we can do it. That's what you want. Professionals right. checking out your home. It's so important to make sure, especially with the summer on the way and that warm weather we had in the winter, how it's going to affect your home and what's going on in your neighborhood. Call them. Connect with them. Get an inspection done. Make sure your home is clean and ready to go for the upcoming summer months at USX Pest. I can't wait to see what they continue to do. The inspection's done. Now I'm looking forward to next week when we start taking some of these things down at old Gazi Bear's home. What I would like to start happening is when you go to USXPest.com and schedule your free inspection and Tim shows up, I'd like everyone to start calling him Guano Man because he knows bat poop. <laughs> Guano Man. Like, and if he calls me and goes, Jeff, why are people calling me Guano Man? I'll be like, you know why. You know why. Uh, you, I'm telling you. It's- USX Pest Online. Hello. We want Guano Man. Guano Man. I need the man who can read the bat poop. That's what I need. Uh, play of the day coming up next. LeVac and Gaz, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 9, and 980 and the iHeartMedia app. Man, it is almost Memorial Day weekend for us, even though... Uh, Tommy Corporate in the other room is going to force me to work on a more Memorial Day. You know what? I, I don't want to complain going into this wonderful weekend. I'm stunned the Red what? Sox do not have a game on Memorial Day. What? I'm you, stunned I'll by complain this. for both of us. You're making us work on Monday. Like, I didn't sign up to work on Mon- on holidays, okay? Like, I don't know if you remember this. I'm kind of a big deal, okay? A lot of people don't know this, but I'm almost famous. Leather-bound books? I, my, my house smells of rich mahogany, and I have several leather-bound books. <laughs> All right, now you complain about what you want to complain about. I'm stunned the Red Sox are not playing a Memorial Day. I'm not. I thought major- unpatriotic jerks. I thought Major League Baseball made a rule. It's like, hey, every team now has to play on opening day. Every team now has to play on July 4th. Like, is this what I'm saying? They're forced to do that. It's good for the sport of baseball to have that happen. But nonetheless, we will have a live show on Memorial Day. So if you're barbecuing, you're opening up your pool, you're golfing, put us up on the iHeart app. Listen to us. We are live on Memorial Day, 3 to 5. Who else in the Capital Region is giving you live local content on Memorial Day? Like, what's the stance on me being sober for this show? That was... 
That has not been written down. So there you go. All right. <laughs> Take that for what you want. I'm 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 literally I'm gonna just do what I want. We'll see how it goes. Um all right. Did you happen to catch the conversation that I was having with our with our engineer? Did you happen to catch that? With Dave, the engineer? I saw yeah. him outside. I saw you outside. I yeah. had no idea what you two talked about. Well, like, you know me. I'm a tech guy. Like, I love tech stuff. So, like, I, th- I think it's fair to say that we've never had an engineer that I did not become friends with. Absolutely. And Dave, is, and Dave and I are becoming buddies. Like, it's happening. Like, it's, it's the odd couple. You know, he's, like, we're both grumpy old men, but, like, you know, he, he's got a certain set of knowledge. I have a certain set of knowledge that you would think we wouldn't, we wouldn't gel, but we're gelling. It's I, happening. I, would, I know our best bet's coming up here. I would not have bet on that. Dave I, is a tough nut to crack. He is old school. Right. Well, you know, because you're kind of a wuss. You don't have the guts to, like, walk up and just talk to people, you know, feel them out, get a, get a feel for it. <laughs> okay. But it's like, I've noticed that everything I've said to Dave over the last month, because this is about a month, but this is one month yeah. of, of being here. Um, everything I say to him, he's like, no, no, that's wrong. No. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, everything I say can't be wrong. Like, to the point where he goes to me the other day, like, I, I see him and, and we're walking by each other. He goes, I go, like, how you doing, Dave? He goes, good. How are you? I go, living the dream. He goes, not all dreams are good. I'm like, okay, you don't have to correct that. It's just, the, it's, it's, you know, it's a platitude. It's a nicety. It's, it's whatever. So we were talking about there's a microphone in the studio that doesn't, that, that has like a sound to it that everybody's freaking out about. So I gave him my suggestion of what I thought it might be. And he went, no. And I went, you know, I go, I go, do you have to hate every idea I have? Can you just, can you just entertain one idea I have? And he looked at me and he literally went, I saw his like eyes roll over like he's thinking. And he goes, well, not for the reason you said it, but I guess we could kind of theorize that like, basically like, all right, idiot, I feel bad now. <laughs> Let me make your idea about the windscreen being clogged work. So, so like, yeah, so that's, and then he walked away from me and he's never walked away from me before. So I feel like that's, I feel like we've now learned. I now have to give him an idea and then complain that he doesn't like my idea. He'll waste his time trying to make my idea make sense. And then he'll walk away from me. Without even saying goodbye. Chipping away. Just yeah. so chipping oh, yeah. away. Next thing you know, friendship bracelets. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I doubt that. Okay. It's been, it's been a week. It's been a week. I haven't done well on any of my, uh, my, my plays of the day. I, I think I, I don't, have I got like, I don't think I've gotten a play of the day right that I didn't just go, I like your play of the day. So like, I think my play of the day today, thanks to our friends at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet, uh, in Balsa Spa, where I was this morning, where I picked up ScarJo, my beautiful new girlfriend, aka my Black Widow Silverado. My play of the day is I'm I'm not going to tell you what I'm betting. Okay, you know what? I'm glad you're pausing there because I think there's two things we need to clear up now. Because the math is done like this: this is technically our final Friday of the month because June flips over to next month. So okay. let me make a declaration here. And I will do this next Friday. Mark it down. Ryan on Twitter. We love our guy Ryan. He came to the Ooh. show yesterday. I will do the math, or our intern if we get one this summer. Somebody will do the math. Yeah. Then every final show on Friday, we're going to quickly tell you the stats of the month. Like, hey, LeVac was 65% on baseball. You might want to follow him into June. Hey, he was 33% on Hawk. I would like to do a quick month recap because if people are wagering on our stuff, it's all about the numbers, trends, things like that. I think people will care about, oh, shoot, guys is 75% on it. That uh, stuff will matter. Guys, yeah, you... Just just thinking out loud, 
If I believe if you bet what Gaz has said so far on the play of the day, you're probably like 68 to 72 percent. I'm doing really well. Knock on wood. And I think if we're going to keep a sheet of integrity, people want to know how we're actually doing. But we just are too lazy to do it. I will tell you that I would if if I'm over 30 percent right now, I'd be amazed. I've reloaded my account three times. Okay, and that's that's in a month. I will go the entire football season without putting money in my account. I am I am just I'm just bleeding cash at this point for the play of the day. So mine is the anti play of the day. So my my gift to everyone is I'm not going to tell you what I'm betting this weekend. <laughs> you would rather be cold. I think most sports fans cold in May and June and get real hot in football season. If this is how sports investing goes, if you're cold one spot and warm another, you might be able to play like this. And I also would like to make this declaration because we mentioned this earlier in the month. So this is for everybody. If it is a Friday show, Memorial Day weekend we're heading towards, everything is available to be played. So Saturday's on the table, yeah. Sunday's on yeah, the yeah. table, Friday's on the table. So our play of the day, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet, we were there yesterday. And by the way, one other thing to add before I give my play out, you are all over the social media stuff. I don't think we mentioned that in today's show. You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, Me? made an Instagram live, you! I'm uh, Yeah, I don't give out my Instagram though. That's just for family and friends. I'm saying Mohawk Chevrolet has oh, put you oh, on theirs throughout yeah, the day today, yeah, I should have yeah. said. And I'm not pretty. Like, I don't know why people want to put me. Like, I should be inside the truck where you can't see me. And then, like, the truck is beautiful. ScarJo is beautiful. So, like, I should just be in there going, yeah, I love it. And, like, like just like I would for a radio show. That's what I'm, I would think. Here's personally. my play. I'm going biased if you want to call it that. I'm going to a Saturday game, 4 o'clock first pitch. Orioles Rangers at Camden Yards. The Orioles have a pitcher, number 64, long-haired fella named Dean Creamer. He is becoming one of my favorite Orioles probably since Manny Machado. I love this guy. Right-handed pitcher right now 5 and 1 on the season. He's everything I like about the new style, the new era, we can call it of baseball. That's right about baseball. This guy this just Creamer guy. This guy just gets the ball. Gets it back from the catcher and fires it in there. Remember Mark Burley from the White Sox? Yeah. Just get the ball fired in. Yep. All he does is throw strikes. Five and one on the season. Allegedly, I don't believe the stat here. They're trying to claim his ERA is over four and a half. I've watched him pitch. And maybe it was just one bad outing. But Kramer's been fantastic. I believe he's got a chance to not just be an all-star. And you love this. He might be in Cy Young contention. Oh, here we go. Late May. is the king of giving away the May Cy Young. Dean Kramer, baby. Moneyline Orioles at home. Camden Yards. I believe they're going to be the favorite. You should still be able to get some decent wagering on that. But I would play Orioles Moneyline plus some Kramer Unders. Ooh, that sounded weird. Like I was yeah, getting weird. a coffee I'm on a Saturday. I'm uncomfortable. Dean I'm, Kramer, baby. Number 64. That's my play for the weekend. If I was going to do anything Sunday, maybe Yankees, maybe over. Because Hugh Darvish versus the Yankees always feels like an over game to me, even though Garrett Cole's on the bump. For the Yanks, but again, don't 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 bet anything I say. That's the number one thing. Mohawk Chevrolet is my is my play of the day. They're amazing. They take great care of you. I I'm in a truck that I never thought I could be in, um, and I and I love it. I absolutely love it. So that 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 would be my play of the day. Also, over on canned beverages consumed by me this weekend while I do lawn work, and um, over number of times guys chokes on a salad this weekend. You know what? Before we head out for the weekend, why don't you tell us more about Mohawk Chevrolet? I would love to. I thought you'd never ask. Mohawk Chevrolet, Boston Spa. We did the show live there yesterday. It was phenomenal. Had a blast. Walked in today. 
Derek's my guy, right? So I walk up and Derek's waiting for me. He goes, I'm ready to get you in your, in your Black Widow. I'm like, you're my buddy. You're my pal. Derek's also a sports fan. Big NBA guy. So while they're finishing the detailing on my Silverado, Derek and I are talking NBA. This guy, could, he should do a segment for us on the NBA here. Ooh, the okay. He just knows his stuff. He's just rolling through what, I'm like, well, what about this? He hits his idea. I hit mine. Like, it was, it was a fun, good conversation. Enjoyed it. Meanwhile, I see, I see Scar Joe, the Black Widow, back in, comes out. Jasmine, she's the one who's going to actually deliver the truck for me. This is how everything works. This is where it goes. Boom, boom, boom. All set. Go sign the papers. I got the truck. It's that simple. It's that easy. While I'm there, I see somebody pick up a very similar truck to my own. It's not a Black Widow, but it's a Black Silverado that they got through Car Bravo. So, like, you're seeing everything come together. Like, the Car Bravo part is working. Of course, we know Mohawk Chevrolet works. And, of course, I only think the Celtics won last night because Andy Gelcher was at the game. My Hanging guy. out with everybody. Yeah. Look at him. He, I didn't get to tell you this. He saw hmm. Dave Portnoy. Yeah. He goes to the Portnoy, introduces himself. They're shaking hands, take a picture. He goes, you overpaid for that house in Saratoga by a lot. And he called him an a-hole and walked away from him. So I think now, <laughs> but knowing like Portnoy on TV and knowing Andy Gelcher, something tells me we're going to see them run around the spot together. I think, I think I so, too. Like, I think it's going to be a thing. <laughs> so, again, Car Bravo, Mohawk Chevrolet. Find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. We'll talk to you Monday, 3 o'clock. Have a fantastic and safe weekend. Levat and Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.